You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into the show. Currently, um, as far as the NBA is concerned, we are dead smack in the middle of round two. And so the first topic I wanted to throw out to the team today is what team, based on what we have seen so far, looks like the best overall team in the playoffs? Who would you put at number one at this point, recognizing that it will probably change as time goes on? All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a homer. But I'm going to say, number one, the Brooklyn Nets. Number two, the Phoenix Suns. Number three, we don't care. Number four, we're not going to see you anytime soon. And number five, you're already home. So (laughs) right now, it is the Brooklyn Nets. And that's without James Harden. They are still lightening it up. They still handle their business. And Brown, I know you have a better career than I will ever have. You got to give the ball to KD. You find him. You deliver the ball to him. Don't take it on your upon yourself. Just be happy you're on the team. The Brooklyn Nets are the best-looking team. Everybody's afraid of the Brooklyn Avengers. Hands down. Now, I'm actually surprised by that answer because, listeners, I don't know if you remember a year ago, I thought Phil was a Phoenix fan. This man was like, this is the best team I have ever seen. And who's going to check them? So I fully expected Phoenix to be number one for him. All right. Who else? Who who do you guys think is like the best overall team right now? Is best overall team or is him playing like the best overall team? Um, both, both who has been playing like the best overall team. And then who, in your opinion, is the best overall team left? So I think, I think the team that's the best overall team is the Brooklyn Nets. I think the team that has looked like the best, who has looked like the best overall team has been the Utah Jazz. Uh, and a close second, I give the Philadelphia 76ers in terms of their, their point differentiate differential and all that. And I think my list is going to be Jazz, Suns, Brooklyn, and then Sixers. I think that I think the Jazz, um, I think they just I'm hoping it just because that the NBA team's not looking like the regular society public that's thinking they just overrated like Phil think. Um, and that's the reason why they dominate like they are, because that could be it. I don't think it should be. I don't think it is. But I think that the Jazz is playing on a high level defensively and they're playing uh, team basketball, you know, kind of similar to like old Popovich teams where the ball just was moving and anybody can can hit the shot at any given time. So you got to guard everybody, all the players on the floor. Um, so I, I would say Jazz first and the Suns, when you in the, in the second series and you up three up, oh, that means you're playing high level basketball um, despite you know, the malfunctions of Denver. I think the Suns are playing high-level basketball right now. And then they did take out the defending champs. You know, of course, you can say the injuries, what have you, but they did it. So I think the Suns are coming number two. Brooklyn, overall, definitely have the talent that nobody else has. But Dion was making a good point before when she said um, they aren't the same 
team that they would be with three uh, superstars on the court. So because when somebody's injured right now, that's why I'm dropping them off to three, but they had the most talent if everybody's healthy. And then my Sixers are going to be number four because we just don't have enough offensive power and we got to rely on an inconsistent uh, Tobias Harris to lead us to that second, you know, that second overall score. So, you know, we got second, our second best overall scorers, Tobias Harris, and Brooklyn got freaking James Harden or Kyrie Irving as their second and number two. You know what I'm saying? So it's like hands down different. So those are my four right now. And Alan, I want you to kind of jump in on this one and, and give your list. Um, my list would be, if we're just talking about just how teams look, um actually no let me go based off of production first right now based off of production i would say it's the utah jazz um it's probably going to be similar to kelvin yeah i know i don't like them either probably because it's just utah but uh, <laughs> uh i would say phoenix is next um they're really playing like together and they're all on a string um brooklyn would be next and then last would just be Philly it's almost the same reasons for like what Kelvin stated because um although you're talking about the Sixers playing the Hawks I mean I feel like they have the advantage defensively when it comes to like certain matchups and Clint Capella can't do anything with Embiid right now um and then when you look at basically like the Nuggets, like you can't, Jokic can't do anything. So Aiton's giving him that work, and then you're looking at everyone else who's contributing. And then, I mean, Donovan is just like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if he was influenced by Shaq or if he was hurt enough from being down or losing three one last year in the bubble. So I mean, it's really, it's really like that's the only reason why. If it wasn't for Donovan Mitchell, Utah probably wouldn't even be number one for me, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah. And my list looks something like this. I'm a Brooklyn girl. I just can't, I mean, I just think that Brooklyn team is something special. So I'm going to put them at number one, but I can see and kind of understand um, everyone's perspective. So I would say the Nets are number one for me, um, even though (laughs) – I don't think the Jazz has it in them to go all the way. I would probably have to put them at number two um, just because of, of what they're doing um, offensively. Like I'm, I'm super impressed by that, led by Donovan. Phoenix is next because like I said um, in another episode, they're just playing at a super high level and you can't negate that. And then the Sixers, right? Um, I still think the two Eastern teams are better than the two Western teams. And I stand by that. Uh, The chip is coming out the East. So it is what it is. Kind of transitioning from that point, but very much related. We all kind of touched on how well the Suns are doing. They're up 3-0. Chris Paul is playing out of his mind. He's like the perfect point guard um, at, at this point. And so depending on how far Phoenix goes, I want to ask the guys if they are able to pull out and win a chip this year, the Suns, does this 
shift anything for CP3's legacy or is CP3 already cemented as his, you know, his nickname, the point God, and this really wouldn't move the needle as far as his career is concerned. I'm curious to see what you guys think about that. I mean, CP3 is already a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, that, that, that's uh, unequivocal. But the question is, can CP3 surpass someone like Isaiah Thomas on the point guard all-time list? with a victory in the, in the finals um, or, or just, you know, where, where does he place in the pantheon of point guards of all time? And I think, I think, you know, his legacy is solidified, but I do think he would um, move up a needle um, maybe uh, to be a top two or three point guard of all time, maybe. So you you said top two potentially, top two or three point guard okay. definitely top five. Okay, and and like who would be the two, or the one or two that you would put ahead of him? Definitely Magic, mm-hmm. uh, definitely Magic. Um, I think definitely I think definitely and I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Um, Isaiah, definitely Isaiah. Mm-hmm. But we, my God, brother, on this one, <laughs> you gonna disagree? Heck no, CP3. Are you kidding me? Point guards of all time? No way, dude. And even now, let's say he does get a win, right? The got the top five point guards we putting on the on the list. They all were the leaders on their squads. Right now, he's not. He's the second tier guy. Like it's Devin Booker's team, to be honest. You know, it's different from like those years when CP3 was in New Orleans or he was with the Clippers. It was his team. Now it's not so much his team. He's running the show, but it's not his team. I think it's more so Devin Booker's team. So I don't know if I would give him that type of credit right now. I think this is icing on the cake for me for his legacy. But putting him in a top five, you would have to jump Steph Curry. You would have to jump um, even Steve Nash. You got to jump Magic Johnson. You got to jump John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas. I don't, I don't. I can't put him in my top five all time at all. You want to put him over John Stockton? No, no, no. I think I, I think I'll put CB3 over John Stockton. And John Stockton, I'm not I'm not trying to discredit John Stockton. Yeah, I mean, we. I think a lot of people when they don't look at John Stockton's numbers, you know, I feel like you you sometimes it's easy for for people to say, you know, yeah, he wasn't that good. But when you go back and look at this guy's numbers and things that he did, how much he won, you know, he he was a really great player. You know, so I don't know. I don't think I would put CP3 resume wise over the, the people that I named just now. I think he comes in top 10, maybe all time. The top five, I couldn't squeeze him in my top five. I will put him top five if he definitely gets this championship. One, we got to look at the style of play. John Stockton was pick and roll, pick and roll. And you can, and who he had, Carl Malone. So he had two, he was playing with another alongside Hall of Famer. Who CP played alongside? another Hall of Famer. Think about it. Who is that superstar? James you know, Harden. James, James Harden. Yeah, James Harden. And he got well, injured, and that's the only reason I felt that they didn't finish off, um, finish off the Golden State Warriors. But James Harden, literally, that's the only person you could really think at that time, his level. So now he has another chance with Devin Booker, and if he wins, I think that pushed him ahead. And plus, the style of play is different. What pick and roll, dump it to the big guy, you know, and, and Steve Nash was running gun, but now it's more of a running gun, 
dish it off for a three, and still he insert his game into the into the um into the fray of the offense and defense. So I definitely will push him up there, top five. Um, I will Please. say Magic Magic Johnson, um, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Steph Curry. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I'm thinking I'm, I'm missing someone. I'm missing someone, but I, he'll be top five. I could, that's what's off the top of my head. I think he, if he wins, if he wins a championship, if he wins now, a championship. I, I think something interesting when you talk about Steph Curry. When I think about Steph Curry, I don't necessarily think about point guard. I think about great overall player. I don't necessarily think of him as much of, as a playmaker. And maybe I should clarify as a playmaking point guard. But um, with with Steve, with the word you put CP3 compared with Jason Kidd. Would you say JK was better? Or would you say Steve Steve or would you say um CP3 was better? I think I, the say, I think, no, the I think right now you have to put Kid because Kid won a championship. So even if you do that, that's more reason why you can't have CP3 in your top five. Yeah. Like you're making the point more so that that Steve's that CP3 can't be in your top five point guards. But I also think I also think J Kid's championship came as a third fiddle. Not a second fiddle, but but it fiddle. did. It came when he won with the uh the Dallas. Mavericks. Mavericks, Mavericks. Yeah. and look so it wasn't who, his who team. They beat. They beat. They beat. They beat he, the LeBron team. He took team. those teams, though, right? He took those teams to championships. They he, just he ran did take two teams to the finals. Yeah. Took teams to the finals. You know, J. Kidd was that guy too. That's and he, took, like, and he wow. took this. He made the Suns relevant. Right. Yeah. And then so. CP3 is his, is his career. I mean, is arguably is it better than Nash? I mean, I was I about was, to Kelvin, and that was probably the only follow-up I had for you. Is like you don't think CP3 is better than Steve? Steve Nash, two-time league MVP. And I and mean, wait, and let's be realistic, he should not have won one of those. Like what? he got the white boy nod. Let's 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 even say that, right? But that's we can't take away what happened. That's in stone. We got two league MVPs, right? CP3 has absolutely none, you know? And I don't remember him even being in a conversation for a league MVP, to be honest, you know? So I, I think, think this season he was. I mean, was he? I heard, I heard. Yeah, Joker. he got some votes. He yeah. got some votes. As a, as a, so he was like, well, he wasn't a finalist. He wasn't a, a, a finalist for MVP. Finalist, so I'm saying like he's not even a finalist. We're talking about here. So yeah, Rose talking, got MVP vote too. So, if we're being fair, he did. <laughs> he did. Well, so like Stockton, Magic, Steph, Isaiah, Nash, Oscar, Kid. You know, I don't top. I put him in the back five. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't. I don't think I'm moving him into a top five spot, even with this championship. Yeah, I mean Can he's. He's definitely in the top 10 for me. Basically, the players that Kelvin just mentioned, which I don't have to repeat, with the exception of me being on the fence about Steve Nash, but I get it. I get it. He's still not top five, right? Um, so, yeah. Can we stop acting like Steve Nash can have got buckets when he really could have? I just want to. Yeah, he could, he, could, he, could, he could score if he wanted to. He just didn't want to. Let's just add like the and man Steve was Nash, out there. Go ahead. And Steve no, Nash was I'm, the best player on on his teams. Exactly. On, on yeah. teams, he's the best player. I mean, it didn't matter. You could plug and play anybody, and they were they were they were they were contending. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to diss CP3. I like CP3. I like CP3 finished fifth place this year in MVP votes. Fifth place. Where did Steve Nash finish? First place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving, yeah. I, uh, I right, think right. he's a better player than him. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you guys are right. I, I guess I'm so salty about that second MVP. But, you know, I'm not taking away from who Steve Nash was. Like, we know who he was. Um, shoot, he made Amari Stoudemire look like a stud. Yeah. Right. In, in, in Phoenix. <laughs> and Phil, so I think I think you're 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 having two different questions, right? The question is who where's the move from all time? This is yeah. about legacy. This is about resume. It's not about talent. Do I think CP3 would probably give give Steven S buckets in the park? Of course. Right. No problem. Right. But we're talking about legacy, hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Very true. So if that's the case, then yeah, I will say. Steve, you know what? If you say hardware, which one you value more, MVP or championship? That's the question, and that's we're really hardware. We talking about all star games. We talking about all NBA MVPs. Mm-hmm. Talking about MVPs. Right. Sports hold more weight than others, but we talking about a collaboration of everything that you've done on the court. Yeah, the resume. My memory serves me right. I think they're about even. Of all star appearance and so forth, but what separates them is really appearance in the finals. Right, neither one has made appearance in the finals as a player, and it will be the MVP and championship. CP3 gets a championship, I think that will kind of elevate him a little higher than Nash. That's it, so that's what I'm thinking. Um, so it, that's what I'm thinking with a lot of weight, though, like a but lot Aaron, of weight. Yo, Charles Broccoli. You think of Charles Broccoli. What's the first thing come to your mind? He didn't he, win. He, he, he's he didn't. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a top. Charles is an all-time great. He right. is. But but what do you think? All-time great that happens to be in the wrong era. He didn't win. What we say about Steve Nash? The fight. Um, who who? It was it the Lakers induced that fight. Who did it? No, it was the Robert Ory hit check. Robert, yeah, the hip check against the Lakers, right? It wasn't against the Houston Rockets. No, it was against the, the Spurs. Oh, the Spurs, that fight. And if that fight didn't occur, they might have won. If CP3 gets that championship, we forget about the, the Doc Rivers 3-1 leagues loss. We forget about all that. We forget about he got hurt injury. He kind of elevates a little bit. And we would think CP3, the champion, that's what will happen. So if not right now, you will put Nash on top because – the MVPs, but if CP3 he, just get that championship. Even, even if they win a championship, the championship is not a legacy defining championship. It, it's a, it's a, it's a. For the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> it was for the Phoenix Suns? For CP3. It's not like. And the Phoenix CP3 Suns. Cha- you don't, you're not going to say CP3 champion. Yes, you are. If he wins no, championship, no, it's a CP3 No, no, no. That, that'll be a part of his resume. It's not going to be like CP3 Charles Barkley, Danny Yangs, and, and then Dan Marley did not overtake. You will elevate him. Okay. Do I mean I mean talking about the finals win? Do we even think realistically CP3 gets MVP? Probably not, right? No, it's gonna be. It's gonna be Devin, right? The reason why, I mean, honestly, Devin Booker gonna have to average 25, 30 points for them to be uh, a champion. Like he's gonna have to score a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. CP3 going to have to be on the floor. We're not negating that at all. Yeah. But it's not like it's CP3's show, like it used to be in his career. It, he was the show. He was the engine. Everything went around him. Everybody else was secondary. It's not the same thing right now with him. Yeah. We'll, this we'll makes me almost... Happens. This makes me almost want to ask about uh, when Kevin Garnett went to the Celtics. Like, is it is it still different or is it the same when it comes to Chris Paul? But, mm, that's a good question. Look, Tim Duncan is still the greatest power forward to ever play the game. It, 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 it didn't move KG's needle enough to put him above um, above Tim Duncan. I don't even know yeah, if it really moved. Five, and one. this may sound controversial. I don't know if this even moves the needle to make him better than Charles Barkley in terms of legacy. I mean, yeah, he got a championship, but he got championship with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, and he was one of the one. He was one of the three scorers on that roster. So but I disagree with that because Charles Barkley was on the team with Hakeem and uh, try uh, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, towards the end of um, their prime, but still they didn't accomplish it, and. KG was towards the end of his his. But they had injuries. If the Celtics team had injuries, they wouldn't accomplish it either. Right, and 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 then it's like even with Charles, look at his competition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I I don't even know if I could like knock Charles for not winning. Like no no one expected you to win in a certain era, right? <laughs> No, serious. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's just, Mike, it's, Mike yeah, doing, like, like if 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 Mike was was out there, no one expected anyone else to win. So it is what it is. So and and thing is, Charles Barkley has a uh, um, MVP, and KJ has MVP, but he also took his team to the finals. Yeah, he didn't win, but he plays against Jordan. Yeah, yeah, he plays the Knicks. That's a championship. KJ wasn't beating that Lakers team though. Alone, <laughs> right? That's what. That's why I asked that question because it kind of just, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, um, let us transition to our final topic, which kind of goes in line with like legacy, what the future may look like. So, based on what we saw um, from the Lakers and what we're seeing from LeBron, we can probably realistically say that LeBron is kind of heading down the golden years of like, he's declining. Um, He's been the face of the NBA now for the last decade, more than a decade. Um, But now we're probably seeing where the tides you know, the tide is turning a little bit. Like it, it's not going to be all about the LeBron James show anymore. And so my question to the guys is who will, in your opinion, who will emerge as kind of the face of the NBA? Um, and what does the future of the NBA look like? Like who's going to be that dude in five years when we're having this show Who's going to be the guy five years from now that we're like, he is the prototype. He is the face, the energy, the image of the NBA. It was supposed to be Ben Simmons. That's not going to happen. Um, I think that person may not be in the league just yet. Um, Because when you look when Jordan left the league, because what you're talking about is the fact that, you know, after Jordan left the league, the league was looking for the next guy. I mean, 
Kobe was in that conversation. AI was in that conversation. Um, Tim Duncan could have been, but he never really was in the conversation because the way the league game was played, he wasn't having a flair. Um, so that person may not yet be in the league. It, it could be Zion, but uh, I don't know. Could be, could be um, Ja. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to see a point guard being the face of the league. You need just someone, and I don't know if that person is there yet. And I'm not ready to say it's going to be Luka Doncic. That's what I was going to say. It's so I was easy. just about to answer you how that you is... felt about it being Luka. We see it. Who, who do the NBA compare? Luka, the next LeBron. Luka, the NBA is pushing, literally pushing Luka Doncic. Pushing. And I, I don't think it's going to be him, but the NBA is really hoping it is him to appeal to overseas players to say, hey, you could, you could kind of, I think they did this with Giannis, despite all his flaws. Hey, you could come play overseas and still be a, a relative part of this this uh, league. You could be the star of this league. So, I, and honestly, I think it's we see them already. We see it's two. We see the two of them already. It's going to be, I believe, John Moran and Zion. That's what the NBA. That's what we've seen. More job because he got his second year in the playoff. Zion or got his. He already got his signature shoe. And they 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 truly trying to push the I think mean, not trying to push but you see his style play and where the game is going, so I think it's gonna be John Morant and Zion in the next five years, you know, they're, hopefully they're healthy and so forth. But the NBA, if it's the NBA desire, is Luka Doncic. And yeah, and I feel like the problem is, um, I think the problem is that we we just been so blessed to have Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James in the league. And these guys are generational guys. And now we're trying to search for guys on that level. Now, what I will say is this. I feel like the NBA, a smart move for the NBA is to ride KD's coattail. But KD's problem is he's just not that marketable. You know, he talks too much, you know, on Twitter and things like that. So you got to have- You don't comb his hair. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a little that bit- That hair. Right. So I feel like it should be KD's league right right now. Um, and I feel like in the intermediate, we're going to have to ride the NBA should ride KD until Luca can finally grab grab the reins and, uh, and move into his stardom, because we just don't have that generational player right now. Like kind of what Evan was saying, I don't see nobody can't be Kawhi because Kawhi is quiet. He loves small market. He's not a leader, you know, so. Um, uh, it, I don't know, man. And B, it's going to be an international player. They've been pushing for Greek and B or like Luca. You know, Joker can't be it. You know what I'm saying? You see this series right now, you're down 3 and 0. You can't have a face of the league down 3 and 0 like that. Mm -hmm. So we just in a transition period with the league. We don't have to ride KD's coattails to somebody else takes it over and, and, and runs the show. So Luca probably going to need some help over in Dallas for him to be official person of the league. The I, face. I I just don't know if Luca's Luca is marketable. Like, like I don't think he is. He is, but he isn't. Why I say he is? It's because he's a European. He's white. Yeah, you know. That's the great white folk. First thank you. That's, I, that's <laughs> all I was trying to say. Yes, you have the international market. Yes. NBA loves because more more viewers, more money, more mm -hmm. star power for your market, and then he's not a nut for people saying like. This guy looked like he played in Brooklyn. 
you know, grew up in Brooklyn. That whole thing is all about marketing, man. And you can yeah. you can market so well. So it's just about Luca getting some more help that he can really take take over. Because right now, what that team has constructed, they're not good enough to be you know playing in the NBA Finals every year. But Luca, as a talent wise, and just the things that we talked about him being white and international player, he definitely is the is the guy that they're looking for. You know, this funny part about that is if Cape if, um, Porzingis has stayed in New York, they would have tried to push him to be the face because mm-hmm. he speaks he speaks good English. You know, he's cultured. And, 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 and the biggest mistake he's done was to leave because he would have been pushed forward to be despite them not making the playoff. I mean, the finals. If the Knicks had just made the playoff. You saw how the NBA was on fire just the Knicks made the playoff. But he's so, not good enough. I was going to say, talent he's not good enough, they would have still tried to push him. Because when he was in New York and the Knicks was not that good of a... I'm not going to say trash. I'm trying to say something positive. They were not good enough. They still was pushing. Despite his injury, they was trying to push. So you're right. And like I said, the NBA wants a a foreign player. They don't care as long as foreign player to bring that. If they could find an Asian person from China, because, because China's have over a billion people, if they could find that person... From they would love to push him, but reality, I think, and my last point is, I think it's gonna be a collaborative, collaborative group of faces, not one. Mm. So they're gonna to have to do it that way, and if not, they're gonna to have to try to find a team who who they could push, which they 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 try to be individual because that's the way they sell. But I think they're gonna be a collaborative faces. It's gonna be, you know what I think? I see it already. I think it's gonna be Steph and KD for the next two years. I think it's gonna be Steph. Yeah. KD. yeah. When, sure, sure. When uh when. When Five years. Get back. I said the next two years. The next couple of years. It's definitely a great storyline too. Mm-hmm. Uh, inevitably, Golden State's gonna be a way better team with uh, with Wiseman another year. Wiseman growing and maturing and figuring out the system, and then um, Clay Thompson coming back. So that's yeah. gonna elevate Steph's play right there. They already like Steph. You know, Steph is Steph, the light skinned assassin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> He does things right. He stays. He stays out the media, off the court, far as anything except basketball. And then you have KD, which is going to be the villain. He left yeah. Golden State, so the storyline is already set up. Oh, just Golden State got to do their part and stay healthy. And I feel like that's the thing that the league is probably going to carry for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I would anyway. It, if I was, it's funny you say KD is the villain. I... People do love to hate KD. They do love to hate KD because KD makes himself hateable by by responding. But I also see Embiid. I don't see Embiid being a league hero as much as I see him being a league villain, in part because he comes into into your city and is disrespectful. He's demonstrative. He blocks your shot and looks at you on the ground and says something to you. You know, he's the perfect. I think Embiid is really the perfect villain. Yeah, but he has to stay healthy. He really is, and 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 that would be. I mean, like that's a legit kind of legacy too. It's like you can be the villain when, when you are the talent that Embiid is, right? Like you can't be, uh, shoot, I don't even know who's like a bad player and try to be, oh, Dr- you can't be Draymond Green and try there to be the league, the league villain, right? <laughs> so I actually like that for Embiid. I think yeah. he has the personality to do it. He has the talent that we have seen who probably should have won MVP um, to do it. And so I think that that's like a good take. KD is innocent, y'all. Like he is not a villain. 
you know, all he wants to do is play basketball and have his Twitter account. You know, KD villain man, KD. No, out here. This is it, KD. Like, like, what kind of questions are you asking? Me? Like, <laughs> no, but 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 in fairness, come on, like that. I would feel a way. Like I'm here playing out my mind as far as talent wise. I'm at the top of the league, and you're asking me, did I expect? To play well? Like, why are you asking me this? What are the same regurgitated questions every year to stars? It's nothing new. KD just trying to be like, KD's doing everything different than your traditional (laughs) stars. And the world, like, yo, we don't know how to handle this dude. Him and Kyrie, we just do not know how to handle it. Here's the thing. I think the media, everyone expects him to be this prestige guy who doesn't use the bathroom. And, 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 And let me tell you, when I first met my wife, I didn't know she used the bathroom. That's, I think, we. <laughs> it makes no sense. KD is really a superstar talent who's really a, just a regular guy. And that's what we have to accept. He's a regular guy. He's going to do regular guy things. Phil, that's the point we made. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. Be better. Marketed people, marketed people is, go, is learning to accept that and trying to spin everything towards it. He's just a regular guy. He's that dude... I'm literally, he comes off at that dude, you know, down the street who gets annoyed. You know, he gets annoyed certain things and so forth. And he doesn't carry himself the way we expect him to be. That's as royalty, as prestige, as, as this guy. You We're know, not saying wrong. Let me say this. I'm not saying that's wrong what you're saying. But right. I'm saying it traditionally marketable, marketable for, for the NBA. They want a Michael Jordan. They want a Kobe Bryant. They want people that can answer the questions. They want somebody right. to play hard. Somebody's going to stay out of the media uh, for Correct. anything if. You know, True. and KD does not fit that script. Neither does Kawhi Leonard because he's just too he quiet. Yeah. Nobody puts up to the bottom. You drive like a Bronco still. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> just, you just not. You go buy his new album? Yeah, it's like, you know what I'm saying? So they need somebody that can just get at possessed and somebody that can stay out, stay out of trouble. And, and you know, somebody. And, and like be the good old boy. But in fairness, like even if you're talking about like MJ, commentators, would never look at MJ in his face and be like, did you expect to be this good on the floor? You know what I'm saying? Like, they would never ask him that. They did. They asked the, the uh, what I'm saying is when MJ came back, mm-hmm. they, they would ask him those questions about, did they think he was going to be playing at the level right now or how long mm-hmm. it's going to take for you to get back to that level? So they asked him questions when he came back from playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think fairness asking Kevin Durant that same question when you had those two sometimes career ending injuries in the past that he had i think that's a fair question i think i think he just is a jerk sometimes like like of course they questions that of course he's going to answer a certain way but katie just answer it like we like like little kids can grow up and say yeah i like the way katie talk you know what i'm saying (laughs) to say like what kind of question you asking me that's coming off wrong and it's going to make you less marketable you know and katie care you know he got his bread you know he doesn't care and that's the part they can't control kd they can't yeah. put him in, and that can affect his marketability marketability you would know who would be a great marketing guy i'm I'm mad it took this long he may not do everything but anthony edwards would be the greatest marketing person that you would need put a camera and a microphone in front of that dude and dude people Charles, people will gravitate yeah people will gravitate to him <laughs> They really Anthony would. Mark Jackson, just, just, just two different sports, man. He's the most like they just so raw, man. They got energy. Mark Jackson. Oh. <laughs> but here's what I see, kind of build up on what Kelvin said. It's like the 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 Warriors will be the Lakers, 
from the 80s and the Brooklyn will be the Celtics from the 80s and the Sixers will be the Pistons from the 80s, the bad boys. That's kind of how I see um, this thing kind of kind of rise. I kind of think the 76ers as a whole, just as far as like team persona, right? Like when you just think of them as a unit, do we get that bad boy vibe? Like outside of Embiid, I don't think they carry that personality. Well, they're trying this series to to because of disrespect the uh, uh, Trey Young and the Hawks have presented to them being yeah, demonstrative well, ben, thing. But like, overall, people, don't like, people, do, people not like, do not like Ben Simmons. They do not like Ben Simmons. Really? At all. Yes. Yes. Ben Simmons. Why? Comes, he comes off as very arrogant. Even 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 some of his own teammates felt that about Ben Simmons the way he carries himself. So the rest of the league feel like Ben think he's better than what he is. He kind of right. got a little entitlement with him you know maybe he got some awards that everybody didn't think he deserved he made all nba teams so there's a lot of stuff with ben and plus he carries himself with a certain type of swag standoffish yeah yeah you know oh, wow so people don't like that's him, why he so don't he, take those threes that's why he don't take not, jumpers what'd you say phil that's why he didn't take those that's why he don't take the threes or those jumpers because right. he's, 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 he's standoffish from behind the arc yeah <laughs> But here's the thing, like, he got Rook of the Year. People people thought he didn't deserve to have Rook of the Year. Right. He, he, gets he doesn't deserve to be an All-Star game. He doesn't shoot. And so, because he's number one overall pick, mm-hmm. and he's sold as the next LeBron, people hate what he does, and they hate his notoriety. I mean, earlier this year, the Wizards broadcaster said he's overrated, he's trash. I mean, and it's not uncommon for people to just hate Ben Simmons. Like, people hate Ben Simmons. I people in Philadelphia hate Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, my like, gosh. Philly, Philly be giving them the business. I mean, these sports, these sports uh, radio talk shows with us in Philly, oh, they be killing Ben. Wow. They be killing Ben, man. So, so you guys might be shaping up then <laughs> to, you know, to kind of have that overall persona, which would be good. Like, I'm sick of watching the NBA and everyone is like this cookie cutter, run of the mill, like, you know, we had the light skin sensations of Golden State and, you know, like, it's just corny. Like, there, there's nothing, there's no fire there. Like, at least with the Nets, you got Katie, who's going to be rude sometimes, who's going to be on Twitter. You have Kyrie, who's going to go missing for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? At least it's like something like, yes, like we have something else to hold on to. So, um yeah. That is that is interesting. Phil, I also kind of like your point kind of as we close here about it probably having to be like a group of faces. Because when you think of MJ, you think of Kobe, you think of LeBron. I mean, these guys transcended the game. Like it, it was just so much bigger than basketball. I mean, MJ elevated the NBA to like the stratosphere, right? And so when I think of who's here, I don't know if we have anybody that can kind of step into those shoes. Like, you know how crazy you have to be to be able to do that. So maybe Evan's point is relevant. Maybe he's just not in the league yet. Maybe he's coming in the next year or two. And then, you know, we'll be able to, we'll be able to go from there, but it's really, really tough. It's really tough. One question I pose and if you had to pay for the league pass right now, what player would you pay to watch right now? Yeah. And that's what I think my answer. Yeah, yeah. That, and, and you answer and that that's question. A you can't. Can. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about you, Dion? Oh, Dion, you want to go last? Kelvin, Allen, who would you go pay to see or put by the NBA pass that one game to watch right now? For me, it'll definitely be Jaja. For me, it'll definitely be KD. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're t- okay. I thought we were talking about future. Y'all know <laughs> no one comes before KD for me. So definitely KD. If we're talking about future talent that will be here mm-hmm. for the next 10 years, et cetera, I, I would say Ja. I'm turning my Island? TV. For me, yeah, I'm a homer. I'm gonna say Lamelo because there's some pizzazz there. <laughs> there. I mean, hey, they was the highest. Like the Hornets were like the number one team on league pass that was being watched this year. Why? Because of Lamelo. So right. I mean, I can see him being like being seen for the next however many years he plays in the league. You see, I can't answer that question one player. I'm, I said there's several players, and, and the reason why it's several players, it'll be a collaborative. It wouldn't be for me that one single person. I want to see Ja, LaMelo, of course, KD. I want to see um, Zion because heartbroken that he's not there. I want to see Donovan Mitchell. So they, for me, it wouldn't be that one player say, I got to watch them. It's like, okay, several to fulfill that itch, several to fulfill that need. It, you know, it was Michael Jordan because I hated him what he kept doing to the Knicks, but I watch him. So that's what I'm thinking. But that's, yeah. the, that's the difference we're talking about right now. That's that's to the point that we're making. There's nobody on that level because right to, yeah. to the novice fan or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't matter. They know Kobe Bryant. I'm going to watch Kobe Bryant play. I'm going I'm to watch Michael Jordan play. You know what yeah. I'm saying? LeBron James play. Mm-hmm. There's not that person out there that's like, that's not following basketball on that level that says, Oh, is such and such playing? You know what I'm saying? Like, or I'll watch a game if they play, you know? And that's where I think Ev definitely had a good point right there. Yeah, I agree. And Kelvin, and um, I think you bring up a really good point. For people that that do not watch the NBA, what name are they going to call? Because you had people that knew nothing. My mom knew, never watched basketball, knew nothing about nothing. But if you mentioned NBA, back in the day, she's saying Michael Jordan. Never watch his games or anything. But that's the name in her mind when she heard NBA. That was the name associated with it. That is so true. (laughs) I don't think we have that person now where it's like, you don't watch the NBA. When you think of the NBA, who do you think of? You know, like, you know, post LeBron or whatever. I don't think there's a name that's like, popping out there not yet and and something we have to be honest about there may never be another lebron or mj because you're looking at decline in people watching live sports Mm. with everything becoming ease of access right you can you can pull up hulu you can pull up netflix who are you turning off netflix who you turn off hulu so i watch this later to watch this person play basketball This, this this gen z generation doesn't watch live sports Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to some of my, my, my son's friends and they'd be like, yo, I love this person. I love that person. I'd be like, oh, you watch playoffs tonight? Like, no, I don't watch. I don't watch playoffs. Like, how do you not watch playoff basketball? <laughs> yeah. They don't love it yet. That's yeah. all it means. They don't love it yet. When you love it, you watch it in real time. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't have that. It doesn't have that same feeling to when you watch it and then you know everyone else is watching it. It's like you have to love something to really appreciate it in real time. But True. we live in a generation True. where they don't they 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 not, they, not, they didn't grow up like us. Where well, especially me was I so watch black and white TV. 
and graduate to color and, and, and TV shows, we literally had to wait once a week before it come back on. And, and live was something we talked about next day. They just pull out YouTube now or kid interactions limited. So that may be a dying thing craze for us just, for them to have that love for it. Can yeah. we clarify viewers? He's not 64, 65. He's only in his 40s. So <laughs> he sometimes sounds like he's from the slave days, man. <laughs> I had a black and white TV for years. Uh, all right this is a really great conversation and i think going forward we're, we're just going to kind of have these like transcendent of time like irrespective of like what's happening currently we're going to kind of move forward and, and start answering these hard hitting questions so to our listeners in the future it's going to go beyond the athletes we're going to talk about some commentators soon like we're going to try to touch all areas um, of sports. So make sure you tune in, stay tuned for these conversations until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of a lady and some dudes. Please remember to follow us, like share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady a and D some dudes. Until next time.